Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is not a victory Monday here on this gloomy Monday morning in Phoenix, Arizona. Let's get into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Kelly Sick. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. Welcome back to the sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Singh, and it does not even feel like a victory Monday. Sometimes you have a loss and you're like, you know what? That's okay. I feel good about it still. That's not how it is this morning. There's no feeling good about this (laughs) at all. I really think the Cardinals should have beat the Bengals. There was really only one person on Cincinnati that was breaking us, and it was Jamar Chase. For some reason, we just could not keep him bottled up. And honestly, I think that was the main problem. We had uh, three sacks on Joe Burrow. So obviously there was some pressure, um, but we could not seem to cover Jamar Chase. He was everywhere. Not to mention that we had our own James Conner go out just before halftime with a knee injury and he did not return to the game. Um, we also had a defensive injury that I can't recall off the top of my head right now, but it was our, um, safety. I believe it was the third safety down the line. So that's a problem too, but really the biggest problem, like I said, seemed to be keeping Jamar Chase under wraps wasn't happening. One thing that I really did love about the game on Sunday versus the Bengals was we had a full house of Cardinals fans, which is exciting to see, especially in a season like this where we're not quite sure, you know, what it's going to look like. But I think a lot of fans thought this was a winnable game. And so they wanted to be there to see it. However, it did not end up that way. Uh, uh, 
And I need to say this. Bengals fans, you are friendly. Everybody was friendly. The tailgate was fun. We were next to some Bengals fans parked in our tailgate space. However, that who day shout during the game, great, do it. But do you know what is so annoying is shouting who day for no reason at nobody just out in the air um it became very apparent alcohol was involved (laughs) following the game we went over to the casino because it's right there and thought you know what it was a fun day even though the cardinals lost let's hang out and there was a lot of partying happening with the out-of-towners a lot of random shouts of who day belligerently I still love you, though, Cincinnati peeps, all of my uh, immediate family, not all of my immediate family, but part of my immediate family lives in the Cincinnati area. I get it. They're happy. But man, that catchphrase for no reason. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) Today, I also want to share with you just some stats. Here's a little bit on why the Cardinals could not seem to keep Jamar Chase under wraps. He's just an amazing football player. He had 15 receptions for 192 yards and three touchdowns. He had um, an amazing game. The Bengals won 34-20. Some records, Jamar Chase, he's the first player in NFL history with multiple games of at least 10 receptions, 150 receiving yards, and three touchdowns in his first three career seasons. So obviously, he's an amazing player. He's just 23 years old. He's nearly 24 years old um, here by the end of the year. He's the fourth wide receiver in NFL history under the age of 24 to record 15 receptions in a single game, joining Keenan Allen, Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, and Puka Nakua, who we've all seen blow up this rookie season for him over in California. Um, So, yeah. This is, it's just wild. Additional, additional records here. Chase had a 63-yard touchdown reception on Sunday. Um, and he already has seven other career touchdown receptions of more than 50 yards, joining Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Johnson, Billy Houghton, Randy Moss, Odell Beckham, Um, Randy Moss and Odell Beckham are the only ones who have more. So Chase has quite a bit of time to catch up and beat those records too. Uh, I could go on. Actually, there's one more, one more record here for you about Jamar Chase and why it was so imperative that we keep him bottled up. Chase, who had, has 212 career receptions. He reached 200 career receptions in his 34th career game. 
this ties him up with four other players who have done the same in NFL history, Odell Beckham, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry. So it is clear that Jamar Chase is breaking all kinds of receiving records. Um, So it is good for him on the career level, obviously, that the Bengals won and hopefully for them, they would continue to win. It was a must win. We know that. Talked about quite a bit. I think one of the biggest disappointments for me was not seeing Michael Wilson injected into the game. He had one uh, reception. And I know this because he's on one of my fantasy teams. I actually felt like I hadn't heard his name the entire day. But when I went back and checked the stats, he did have um, a reception. So that's great. But wasn't like it was in week four, obviously. You know who we did hear from on the Cardinals, who has been a bit MIA, was um, Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore had a game. Let me tell you, uh, I was beginning to wonder where he was because he is really such a talent and we need to see him being utilized. So this past week, um, Rondale Moore brought in uh, 10.6 fantasy points. So that's great. (laughs) He uh, played 67% of the snaps. He had five targets, uh, catching three of those five targets for 26 yards, 5.2 yards per reception, per touch. Sorry about that. Uh, He also had three rushing yards, totaling 50, um, three rushing attempts, totaling 50 yards. That's pretty impressive. Uh, 16.67 yards per carry. So uh, five receiving targets, three rushing attempts. Rondale Moore definitely made an impact in the game. So that was fun to see. Uh, Marquise Brown had some key plays during the game. Um and that's always good to see too, because as you know, it gets you get a little nervous when you have players that sometimes drop the ball at key moments. And he's one of those players, but he really did do well this week. Really stood up to his week four performance as well, playing in um, about the same amount of snaps, 94% last week, 91% of the snaps this week. He brought in 16.6 fantasy points in week four, 16.10 fantasy points this week. Um, I'm using sleeper, by the way, if you're wondering where I'm getting my stats. He had 10 targets last week, 10 targets this week. But here's what I'm saying when we get nervous about catching key passes. That is not to say that the passes were good. We'd have to review every single one of them. But last week out of 10, he caught seven for 96 yards. This week out of 10, he caught four for 61 yards. 
However, um, he did score a touchdown this week. So that would be the key play that we're talking about. So good on him um, for doing that. James Conner, on the other hand, like we mentioned, he went out um, with a, he twisted his knee after a long run in the second quarter and did not return to the game. Like I mentioned, um, head coach Jonathan Gannon is saying that uh, James Conner is feeling okay, but his status is still up in the air. Um, the undrafted rookie, D, uh, D. Mercado, really stepped it up. And we can talk about that here in a second, too. Um, prior to going out, um, James Conner had six rushing attempts compared to a whole game last week with 11. So six rushing attempts still uh, in the first half for 46 yards, 7.6 yards per carry. I'm actually really impressed with that because from the stands, it felt as if they needed to try a different method. James Conner seemed to be getting really stopped and we wanted to see more passing. I know from the stands, we were, we were like talking about it, you know, man, I wish we could see more passing because it seems like the rushing game is just really getting shut down. DeMarcado really stepped up. Um, He ended up having 10 rushing attempts for 45 yards and a touchdown. So that's fantastic for him. He also had three receiving targets where he caught one of them for 12 yards. So definitely we have a versatile team. However, this week, it feels as if our defense is what really let us down. Um, And I hate saying that because they've been really a formidable defense. They've put on um, more of a show than we ever thought they would. However, when we look at the um, game logs, we can see that the um, sacks were there, which was great. But overall, I don't know, even tackles were fine. But but you can tell in the fantasy points when you start looking there. Uh, week one versus Washington, 21 fantasy points. And then it was kind of downhill from there. Even the win over Dallas, five fantasy points. Um. There were five fantasy points against Cincinnati this week. It just felt as if the strategy, maybe I need to rewind this now that I've looked at the numbers. Perhaps it was the defensive strategy that let us down and not our defense. The defense seems to be holding up, I guess, okay, if we want to look at it that way. Some of my favorite headlines and stories from this week. We have uh, ESPN putting out their recap where the headline is not exciting. Burrow connects with Chase for three TDs. Bengals roll past the Cardinals 34-20. But what I loved about this uh, article was how it kicks off. The Bengals won a football game just like old times. (laughs) I don't know what it was that just really it made me 
laugh because they really needed this. They're, they're an elite team and they were heading in to this week with the same record as the Cardinals one in three, one in three. Um, and here we thought the Cardinals, you know, would have a chance to win, must win for the Bengals, but that made me kind of giggle when I opened up that article. Another article, the caption recap, Bengals exploit Cardinals in week five showdown. The Arizona Cardinals were in it until they weren't. And this is by our friend, Donnie Druin. You can check it out at si.com slash NFL slash Cardinals. Um, Donnie's article from 16 hours ago recaps the game and how the Cardinals are now one in four. Um, and I do like how he does give us kind of the play by play because initially he's right. Initially it was just a back and forth game. It was so close. It felt good until it wasn't because, as he highlights in his article, the Bengals found their rhythm and just kept going and they never looked back. Um, anyway, that's it. I've been kind of rambling, but I gave you, the, you know, what, what kind of went down there. And Jamar Chase, he was unstoppable for the Cardinals. And that's really the takeaway from this whole thing. And I hope we come back in week six, healthy, ready to go. We'll see. Until later this week, I will be coming at you with a week six preview. We'll see if I can rope my buddy Donnie Druin into recording with me. It's always a good time. I know he's busy, but it's helpful to me. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Kelly and Phoenix. And until then, I'll see you later. Bye. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.